Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. Well, I have the privilege of sitting here with one of my favorite people, Dr. Mark Rutland, uh, former president of Southeastern University, former president of Oral Roberts University, uh, a man who spent many years in missions in the pastorate, but he wrote one of my favorite books called Relaunch. And it's basically about the art of turnaround leadership. He's turned around a number of institutions, and I wanted to sit with him for a few minutes and just reflect on the whole art of the relaunch, especially in light of what's going on in our world. So Dr. Rutland, thanks for chatting with me. Thank you, Stephen. It's great to be with you also. I really think, and I, I, not to overcompliment here, but I think that you may be one of the nation's experts on the idea of the relaunch. And I'm just wondering, as you watch the news, as you watch institutions from our government to corporations that you consult with and, and speak to, uh, what is on your mind these days about the idea of relaunch and how it's needed in our world? Frankly, one could make the case that there's basically a need for relaunch of leadership institutionally, the basic systems of government, uh, a way of rethinking, uh, reiterating all those kinds of things, and in in business, but uh, in the the church world, uh, irrespective of the of sort of the slot you find yourself in, there is a great need for a revitalization of leadership. You know, your book is so brilliant about how a relaunch should happen once it's been determined that a relaunch should take place. But speak to the situation, especially the situation we tend to have in the church, uh, where uh, the, the idea of a relaunch or the need for a relaunch is not yet understood. How, how do you come to that conclusion? How would you speak to people who are going, well, I don't think I need one, when you and I might walk up and say, well, you definitely do. You're just blind to it. That's actually, that's the crucial point. Everything else uh, follows this. And that is nothing changes until somebody looks in the mirror and says, this can't go on this way. The problem is it's actually very difficult to kill a church. And that's actually the problem. You can run one on fumes for a long time. It's easier to kill a business. It's also a government. It's also very difficult to kill a government. So the problem is you can kind of go on with institutional repetition but every sign of unhealth or dis-ease is present, and anybody can see it. So the first, the first step is the kind of institutional reality where you look at each other and everybody says, this can't go on this way much longer. This is something has to change. That's, the, that's the, actually the watershed moment. After that, there are a lot of things that have to be done. But until you have that moment, there's no motivation to change. I believe that uh, that um, most churches that gradually just wind down, they just gradually wind down, they never really look at the cause factors. They blame other things. The neighborhood is changing. Uh, the youth pastor was a nutcase. You know, whatever it is, they just blame some other thing over and over and over again, and they won't look at the real internal cause of the the hemorrhaging. Most churches don't die horribly. Some do. Some, some sure. catastrophe happens. But most of the time, it just gradually hemorrhages, and, and nobody will do what it takes to stop the bleeding and go back to health. 
one of the principles I picked up in your book uh, related to that was you seem to have a real good grasp on what the people, the followers, whether they're the congregation or the followers or even the customers go through when there's a relaunch. And I love the fact that at Southeastern, you chose what you called some early and easy victories, easier victories, so that you symbolize something. You did something with a dorm uh, that said, hey, we can do this. It's doable. Uh, here will be a trophy of an early victory. Would you just tell that briefly? Uh, because I think it's important for people to understand that you have to have something that symbolizes this is doable and that victory can be achieved. All right. After you make the decision, we're going to turn this thing. The, the next thing is roll up some easy, quick victories and celebrate them as if they were big victories. <laughs> I think a lot of times people are so embarrassed to celebrate small victories that they never get any momentum. Momentum is not like a log that falls on you. Momentum is self-generated. And, uh, and so you take over a football team that's gone 1-13 the last four years. Don't, don't, set, don't schedule Florida State for your home opener. Schedule a slippery rock and kick the living daylights out of them. And then you announce to your alumni and your constituency base, we won our home opener for the first time in five years. Okay, that's, that is a win. So celebrate that. At Southeastern... When I took over Southeastern, the, the school had declined from a peak of 1,200 down to 900, which doesn't sound horrible, but it was, uh, it was declining. It was losing uh, economic sustainability. It, it, it was at the place where it was gone, and the buildings were all decorated in early Buchenwald. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. So we made the decision, I, I convinced the board, and it was quite a convincing job to convince, not to try to remodel everything, build something new, and instead of building big and cheap, build small and top level, top dollar. So we built our first new dorm, and we built it gorgeous. The people that delivered the furniture said, all we do is deliver furniture to dorms, and they said, we've never delivered furniture into a dorm any nicer than this so it just stuck out Mm -hmm. like a sore thumb Mm -hmm. so we had a huge celebration and actually right before we brought students into the dorm i brought the entire faculty onto a little grassy area right in front of the dorm and i i said now look at that dorm that's where we're headed that's that's where we're going I said, now turn and look back at the rest of the campus. Look at those narrow, cracked sidewalks and the declining buildings and the, the lack of landscape. And I said, if your mind is there, you can't go into the future with me. You have to get it. And that afternoon, Stephen, I had two resignations. Two faculty members resigned that afternoon. They said, we can't go. We're not going in that new area with you. So that, that's, a, that's a critically important moment. Sure it is. Sure it is. Do you consult in this area? People listening to the podcast, a lot of them business people, what have you. Are you available for this kind of thing? Because very few people I find think this way. And of course, I'm urging strongly people get the book relaunched by Mark Rutland. But do you consult? Are you available for this? Yes, I do consulting. In fact, uh, I have a consultancy, a two-day consultancy with a, a, a multi-million dollar corporation from Houston coming up. I do churches, businesses, um, or uh, nonprofits. So uh, I'm delighted to. I love to do it. And, uh, and I'm, I'm always intrigued with uh, things that, that these organizations find um, so gravitated. They say, okay, we can do this. Mm-hmm. 
We, we, all right. Now we see. I think a lot of times, even once you make your mind up, we got to change. What do I do? What's the first practical step? What do I do to create momentum? Uh, go ahead and give us your contact information. I want people, first of all, to get the book relaunch and read it. But then also, there are a lot of people listening who represent organizations that need help. Go ahead and give us all the uh, information you'd like for us to have for people to contact you. Good. Uh, you can contact me through Global Servants, uh, our website, globalservants.org. If you're interested in attending the National Institute of Christian Leadership, that's at nicl.com. And uh, I hope that you will reach out to me. I'd be delighted to help you in any way that I possibly can. One of the nation's premier experts on the uh, relaunch, the turnaround, art of turnaround leadership. Thank you very much, Dr. Rutherford, for being with us. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author and popular speaker who coaches and advises leaders worldwide. To learn more about Stephen, log on to stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote and performed the Rockin' Podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production. Chartwell is ingeniously led by Beverly Darnell Mansfield. As a result, all rights are reserved. For more information, contact us through stephenmansfield.tv.